Welcome back, people. It's Burning Barrel. Hello! I'm Paul. With me is Hank. Hi. Yo. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bit tired today. I apologize for my lack of enthusiasm. Not that I'm not enthusiastic to do a podcast, I'm just kind of sleepy. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know why. Fair. It's yeah. catching up on me. All the stuff is catching up on me, and now it's like... I was thinking about it today... I was just like, yes, after Thursday work, I have another weekend. Oh, wait, after Thursday work, I have a podcast to do, go to sleep, wake up, do a stream, do Heroes of the Storm training, do a tournament the next day, but not before doing an yeah. indie Cade thing in the morning from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., come home and then get ready for the tournament. And then Sunday, I have something else I might have to do. <laughs> so... Like, just thinking about my weekend even is just stressful right now, mm. but at least it's stuff I like to do, as mm. opposed to the stuff I have to do Monday to Thursday. Yeah. So, yep. but yeah, that'll be good. I like doing top-down perspective most times. I just hate that everybody only ever wants to talk about Nintendo. That's all they ever want to do. They don't care. They don't care about the little guy, you know, PC. The little, yeah, guy. the little guy. The little guy. It's the little more powerful guy. It's like the midget that's been training his whole life because he's been getting shit, so he's all buff, but in the end, he's still a midget, so nobody respects him. Well, it's true. Did you know PC gaming was dead? They declared it dead, like, years ago. It actually... So, clearly, can't be come back. You're right. It actually did make yeah. a comeback, though. Like, huge. Yep. Huge comeback. Because people realize that the Wii U is the only console you really need to own if you have a PC that can run anything. It's mostly, like, just that everything got started getting ported to PC. Just yes. Just, like, as an afterthought, because it was easy. Like, P that was the huge Meowth is like, P PC is like Little Mac. <laughs> so weird. It's a weird thing to say, but I, I can appreciate it. I can appreciate it. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to start off with something that's been about two weeks coming. I saw Mad Max tonight. <laughs> I got Finally. I got back from it about two hours ago, finished what I needed to at work, and then came home. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my night so far. Um, that movie's okay. Like, it's fine. It is a dumb action movie, and that's kind of the only thing I wanted. And it is... 100% that. Yeah. That's all it's it good is. good action. Yeah. It's good action. That's all it was. But it's an action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, for people saying it's like the best film ever, dialogue's corny. A lot of the lines are just dumb. There's no character development at all because there doesn't really need to be. The only character development there is is like enough so that you try to... They try to make you feel something when they die, basically, which is just an action movie thing. Warboy character in the arc. Sorry, no one else really. Only the Warboy character. That's like, who uses what's his name? The guy from uh, fucking who was Beast in First Class and uh, yeah, within Warm Bodies. That guy. He's yeah. the only character that has like an arc, like an emotional arc at all in the movie. Yeah. But he's useless, like, as a person, kind of. Yeah. Like, he's just a throwaway like guy. like, emotional arc. Yeah. He's the only character that has one. Right, but even then, it's still ham-fistedly thrown in there because 
they had like they had to kind of make you care about something to throw it away later to have it more have more gravitas which is fine it's a thing action movies do like it's fine uh-huh. uh like other than that i don't know the storm is like my favorite part of that movie and it's right away mm-hmm. like really early it's just a beautiful effects thing like it's really yeah. well done it looks yeah it's really good effects like i i can't wait to actually own this movie so i can just watch that part like at home again <laughs> that's mm-hmm. basically it uh yeah the cars obviously are cool it made me kind of just want to play like twisted metal again mm. because of course it did like it's a it's a movie where a bunch of cars are smashing into each other so i wanted to do that but you can't do that in real life so video games Mm-hmm. Like, I was just picturing a Mad Max video game and how there's, like, <laughs> the one part that actually got me thinking about it was when they're trying to go faster, so they're, like, siphoning the gas and spitting it into the intake for mm-hmm. the engine and, like, going back and forth, and it's just, like, mash A or something to, like, <laughs> siphon because <laughs> it was, like, back and forth. Uh-huh. So that was the one part out of all of it that I was just like, this is like a dumb video game thing right here where like your opponent's catching up the rubber banding and like the cars are like going back and forth. It's so dumb. Um, other than that, what did I like about it? I like that they made like kind of the heroic lead besides obviously Max because of course um, they like uglied up Charlie's Theron pretty good mm-hmm. to the point where she is like limbless like she has like her fake arm or whatever and she's yeah kind of a tomboy not a whole lot to look at like as a girly girl especially when shot in the same shots with like girls that are obviously like sex objects in this world yeah but I don't know I thought that was kind of cool like I liked her character quite a bit um I really really fucking hated the main bad guy dude which you're supposed to do so that worked mm-hmm. fine like i was so happy to see him get his and it's a pretty mm-hmm. good one too uh that mediocre line is stupid and i was into it <laughs> it's really fucking dumb it's really dumb it's really dumb it's really fucking dumb that part actually is kind of just hilarious because you think there's going to be like this big action thing and then he just ends up tripping essentially mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot to say about it, honestly, though. Like, this is kind of the problem I knew I would have with it, is that a lot of people are overhyping it and saying, like, this is the best film in years, or this is the best thing all year, or whatever. And my opinion of it is, it was fun. Um, there is no more to that at all. I don't think it's a particularly great film, quote-unquote. It's not great cinema. It's just a fun time. And that's kind of all I was expecting anyway. So I got what I expected, at least. Even though people were overblowing it, I just kind of ignored what they were thinking. Because mm-hmm. I knew they'd be wrong. Like, I knew this wasn't going to be, like, a head-scratcher or, like, <laughs> something thought-provoking. But it uh-huh. was a fun way to kill two hours. And that's fine. Yeah. That guitar guy's stupid. That is a stupid thing to have in a movie. But I kind so of enjoyed good. it. Kind of enjoyed it. So dumb. The Rock Rider. Yeah. They all have really, all the characters have really stupid names too. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they do. Like the people. Like Max. People eater. <laughs> well, Max's last name was it Rock. Yeah, yeah, and I. Like. I yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of Nathan, like I talked to Nathan about this a little bit before, like we crossed path at works one day as mm-hmm. I was leaving, and he was saying it's the most metal movie. And it's like, no, it's more like a hard rock. It's not really metal, <laughs> but I I could see what he was going for. And I can, mm-hmm. at some point, agree. I mean, to the point where there is a dude with loudspeakers behind him just playing guitar a lot all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's but his life. That is his life. Yeah. Um, that movie's fun. Like, it's it's not one I'll go see again in theaters, though. I, I will see it again when it comes out onto like a home platform of some sort easily. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I have to say about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. Yay. It, it didn't like turn bad on you after all the hype and how long it took you to see it. Oh, it turned bad a little bit, but I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, that was my impressions of Mad Max. Other than that, we're going to do the same thing that we always seem to do because we played all the games the same games, so we'll just chat. Yep. So, what do you want to start with? Uh, start with Blade and Soul. Yeah. So, for anybody who doesn't know what Blade and Soul is, it is the Korean MMO that has been out for about two years. And... It is a martial arts fantasy MMO, is what they tout it as. It's coming to the Americas this winter, apparently, which they announced two years ago. I didn't know it was that long since they announced it coming to the West. <laughs> They've annu- they announced it basically right when it came out, like in China, uh, which was mm-hmm. 2013. That, yeah, it's going to be coming to the West in 2015. But, like, I guess they probably just reminded people now. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that game is fun. Like, I was surprised at how fun it was. Yeah. Considering how many, like, MMOs are just... Like, the beginning of them especially is such a grind a lot of times. Especially since we're no slouches when it comes to MMOs either. Like, we've Mm -hmm. played a few of them. In our times, I think. Yeah, like, I know what to expect. <laughs> and, I mean, let's be clear. There is still that. Yes, it's it's totally still just an MMO. If you fucking hate MMOs, this isn't going to change your mind. In fact, it might be worse because not understanding Korean, Chinese, Taiwanese, or J- Japanese, you mm-hmm. will... It distills itself down to the base mechanics of go to where it says on the mini-map and do the thing. <laughs> yeah, like, because there's voice acting and, like, st- dialogue stories, but I'm clicking through that as quickly as possible. I just generally hunt out of playing WoW anyway. I started reading some of the story stuff when we were starting, and that quickly mm-hmm. faded when a lot of the side quests don't even have translations. So yeah. I lost yeah, like, what's happening. Like the side quest stuff is basically untranslated. It's the- only main storyline. I can see why they'd focus on main storyline, because side quest stuff, it's... Mm. There's probably not much to it anyway. 
But the big thing about this game is movement. Just moving around the world. It is like so quick and fluid and fun. It like because so much of your time with MMOs is going from one fight to the next. This just makes that part of the game engaging and enjoyable. So you just want to keep going. Yeah, the movement's a huge thing. Uh, the mechanics for the combat system are great. They seem really interesting. Like, the most of the fights are so freaking easy and short that we didn't really get to test it out. But every once in a while, there's a more, a longer fight. And it's, they're like, there's definitely depth to those mechanics. It was, it was, there were definitely some interesting fights when we fought, took on stuff that was stronger. And not in the way that, like, a lot of MMOs have tried to say that they have a combo system in the past. This actually has a combo system where, like, you can't basically do a certain move until, like, you've done another move or, like, two moves will go together to be more powerful, that sort of thing. And um, blocking as a blade master is, like, the most important thing when you're facing something that can actually hurt you really easily. Yeah. Like, the timing and stuff. It's really, really cool. I really like a lot of stuff in it. Also, gambling. We gambled for a long time. Yeah. That felt kind of exploitative, but... It was great. I loved it. It worked. Like, it did it right because I felt like I was actually getting stuff in a game. And for, like, a free-to-play MMO, like, the biggest problem a lot of that those kind of games have is you don't feel like you're getting anything up front or... Like if you're, if it's it's sort of the Diablo thing. If the if the loot, if you're getting good loot as you're playing, you feel good about your time with it. Just those like seeing those numbers go up, it just feels good. It does, which is a nice way to transition into the weapon crafting thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're given like an epic sword right from the beginning because you have been training under this, like, regime or whatever that is renowned for who they are, their training and all that sort of stuff. And um, you basically just upgrade it as you go through the game by sacrificing other weapons into it. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, they're ma- it's material stuff. So you're not... It's not just weapons. It's also, like, you get these specific gems... Mostly, I think, from, like, survey stuff that I guess pops when you've done a certain amount of the game. I don't know why those were popping. They just were periodically when we were playing, and it's all in... It's like, no, I can't read any of it, so... It's like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, like, you can level it up with materials to, to like, level 5. Then you're locked where you need, like, a specific item to get it any further. And you get it from, like, these gambling machines at, like, the main hub area. Mm-hmm. That you can get, go find like the tokens for by killing stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like one of the strongest enemies then that was nearby there, what like just spawned it every time. So within our one session we put, we got strong enough where we were just farming that guy, <laughs> so, so we could gamble more. The nice thing is we had two other people that kept jumping in with us for the same reason. Yeah, that was pretty good. It brought together the yeah. world. <laughs> With through the desire to spin a wheel and win a prize, mm. which is pretty universal. Everybody likes to spin a wheel and win a prize, particularly when you win a prize every time. Like yes. it might not be a great prize at a certain point, but you you are getting stuff every time. I really like their bow pay system as well, which is almost like a 
like a weird way to do tier set bonuses and like gemming in a way for your character. So what they are, they're basically medallions that are split up into eight pieces and you can collect pieces to like equip and you get benefits for the different Bopay on three, five, and eight, I believe, combinations. And you can mix and match if you want. You can do three of one, five of another, or three and three, and then two, but you won't get anything for the two piece, so that's kind of useless. Or you can just go for like a full eight if you're able to. And I like a lot of weird little customization stuff like that, which is why I really like the weapon thing as well in this game. Um,. The, yeah, the weapon thing feels cool because it was like you're getting progress just for sitting around, like, gambling. Like, it just felt good, like, oh, man, I can get this thing to this level, like, really quickly. It just felt cool, and you get to see, like, it exploding and, like, effects and stuff. But the Bopay system I like because it's, like, giving you character customization and setups without focusing on your looks. Like, that your looks are, like, a separate thing for what your your character is dressed up as mm -hmm. like various costumes and things didn't that didn't seem to be stat tied yeah i agree like there was you. one that was specifically for pvp that we got but then there were a bunch of of just other weird costume stuff it just is cool because like you get to look the way you want and you can just have stuff for fun and there seemed to be a ton of that like they i also like that there was the preview mode where you could just look at different costumes and stuff just test just look at them mm-hmm yeah, no, I definitely agree. I was actually really surprised at how much I got into that game, honestly. It was a yeah. good time, and I actually look forward to jumping back into it, which is more than I can say about a lot of MMOs I've tried in the last few years. WoW is the only one that's been consistent. Also, hello, kitty. Yeah, because uh, yeah, MMOs, it's, you like see, it's so, usually so daunting what's in front of you. You know, you're going to have to grind so much. But just because I like the feel of movement it it makes a huge difference because i just want to like run around in that world and jump and run and dash and like the, that part of it's fun the boring part we are not actually engaging with the game really you're just fucking around is fun so it makes everything else work that much better yeah yeah no i really like it i'm looking forward to going back into it i'm really actually looking so there was a lot it. of cutscenes, and they were ridiculous that server's wrath they just were, just that one part. That angry guy. He yeah. got really angry and then got super powerful really because Asian. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that coming to the U.S. to see what they fuck up with it. Because I think they're going to do something <laughs> to streamline it and make it not fun anymore. That could happen. They could fuck up, like, the... If you didn't have... Like, if we weren't getting as much stuff, it probably wouldn't be as fun. If they fucked it, like, if they didn't have the survey system or something. Mm -mm. Like, yeah. they didn't just throw keys at you. Yes. Because I see how that could be the the wall where I'd lose interest is, like, I don't have any keys. I Like, I can't get better at the moment with time I'm putting in. Especially I, that, since it's going to be free-to-play so. over here. So they're probably going to put a paywall up on that. Like, you'll probably start off with five keys, and then, like, for another five, you have to pay a dollar or something. I could see it happening, honestly. Yep, and I could fuck it up. Because it it's, a, it's, a, it's a really delicate balance to make something like that fun. Yeah, especially since I was saying, like, I want the Hello Kitty thing, 
Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's how you make money from me in these games, is by leaving the gameplay content open and accessible in a way that I could get through playing the game, and then just give me dumb shit that I like on the side, and I will pay money for that. Yep. That's it. Mm -hmm. Which is why I've bought dumb skins in Heroes of the Storm. That's the reason. Yeah. That's the reason! We should probably talk about Heroes of the Storm. Although you'll talk more about this, because I haven't been playing as much, honestly. Yeah, I've just been try like, trying to find new ways to keep myself interested. Like, playing PvE Gazlo. Like, mm -hmm. it's just a dumb build that's not that good, but you just do stuff you don't normally do, like solo bosses. <laughs> we should say, also, as of this recording, it is officially launch day, so that game is yeah. out. Game is out, out, yeah, out, 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 I guess, or in a couple hours, I think. Well, is the, it out officially now? Yes, because midnight. Okay. But um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know when their launch timer is. It'll like their patch will release in I think probably four hours. It's usually about. Four it it doesn't. It, like anyone can play it already anyway. So. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be like bonus. their bonus stuffs and probably sales and stuff to get people hyped. But yeah, that game is out, out. So. I haven't really noticed a difference with, since it's been in open beta, mm -hmm. I guess. Like, it hasn't been that different in terms of what kind of players were around. Right. Like, it seems mostly the same. So, who knows? Johanna's should be out today, slash tomorrow, or whenever. Yeah. So. Hopefully. They put out a trailer for it that I didn't watch. I didn't watch yet. it yet, either. I will after they put out. They put out the Meccano Spider Mount. You just mm -hmm. have to do some dumb Facebook stuff. So I did that. That map is cool. I like its third variation. It's all red. It looks really cool. Wait, you have to do a Facebook thing for that? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Ga games like this are pretty much the only reason why I still have Facebook. Yeah. I don't use Facebook at all. Mm -mm. I don't like it. I mean, it, it's stuff like this. It's like what Facebook is about to me in my head. It's like about advertising bullshit. Mm -hmm. Which I can get behind when it's something I care about. Yeah. But um, other than that, we yeah, have the tournament that. coming up. Yeah. So. So we'll we'll be we'll have to have a session on Friday, I guess. Friday. Right. Yep. On Friday. Oh man. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> kind of like a forced play session yeah yeah it was like when we, we tried to like organize that sunday it was like suddenly i was i was like oh man i just i like what i like about the time just jumping in all the time like i don't need scheduled this is your designated fun time for this thing you can play whenever like it was whatever but it was cool we ended up getting like 10 people that time that's the only time we've had that many but that was crazy but that we also crazy. didn't know most of them. It's true. It's true. There was at least four out of ten that we had no idea mm -hmm. who they were at all. Yeah. So, that was a thing. Um, but, yeah, other than that, nothing really new happening on that end that we haven't talked about. Ad yeah, nauseum. I feel like the amount of stuff to talk about with heroes were running low. Running low. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mer and, but Murky's apparently great. they're supposed to, they're like gonna amp up the amount of characters they're releasing after launch, maybe. 
Huh. So that would be yeah. that would keep it that would keep my interest if they were in- introducing new characters that were interesting. Like what every couple weeks or something? Like two every six weeks or something. Oh. That's what Tony was saying. So I mean they weeks. they said that they were gonna do one a month and they didn't do that so who knows but. And I'm still okay. sort of waiting for them to fucking get their like s- spectator stuff together where you can watch friends games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so you played Devil Survivor? Yeah. So I've been I've been had this game on the back burner for a long time, mm-hmm. and I finally started digging into it again. So the so this is like a tactics turn-based rpg so it mixes it mixes tactics and like regular rpg combat uh-huh. where you'll have like a tactics map but when two characters fight they go each like unit has like a character and then two like monsters like shin megami tensei pokemon type stuff and then they'll go into a three-on-three fight that'll have at least one turn and if you meet certain conditions you'll get a second action like an extra turn mm-hmm. so that'll play out in like the uh the view of like where you just see the three enemies and you have like information about your characters on the bottom mm-hmm. so that'll play out and then it'll, that'll go that's like one character's like move for the tactics turn and then and everyone has like their turn and speed stuff determines how many how many actions you'll get and like priority of information and stuff sometimes you have to like rescue civilians sometimes you're just killing stuff and the one of the key things like if you kill the center monster or the center person dies on your team that unit will disappear entirely so you also have sort of a strategy of trying to kill the side ones so you can get the xp for them or you can just kill the center one to just wipe it out quickly mm-hmm. so there's some balance there between how what you want to do in terms of gathering xp or just getting through battles quickly and on top of that, there's for the story mode, the game happens over a period of days. So every and but it's broken up through the day, sort of like uh, the world the the world ends with you. Okay. Where you're taking ter- certain actions as as you're progressing, time is passing. Although it also will let you free battle just to grind XP if you really need it, mm-hmm. without without wait, spending time. So over the first six days. There are different storylines that can happen, and there's there are different paths you can take. Like there, you'll at any time you'll have like a choice of talking to one of any number of people, and part of them will be part of ongoing quest lines throughout the week. And you can miss stuff, or you can you can finish quests throughout throughout it. And what you do basically comes to a culmination for the seventh day, where on the seventh day you specifically pick one path that will set you on a particular ending. But which ones you have access to depend on what you did throughout the rest of the week. So, like, if you didn't complete all the all the storyline stuff with this character, what this character wanted to do to get to at this point, then you won't have that path open to you. Hmm. And the paths can be like, either we'll run away and hide at the end of end of the seven days, or we'll go and kill God, or okay. we'll go and fight for God and defeat all the demons. Weird. Okay. So there's a lot of there's a lot of variation there. Because basically, and like the other story thing is you get the ability to see these little clocks above people's heads that tell you when they're going to die. 
So if they're going to die today, it'll be, if they're going to die tomorrow, it'll be a one. And you sort of set out to like, your first thing is your death clocks are counting down and you have to save yourselves. You have to like win a fight or else you would die because that was when you were going to die. But you gain this power that lets you summon demons and like change your destiny. Okay. And cool. it's all, and the 3DS version is fully voice acted and the voice acting is really good. Like this is Atlas, Shimnigami, Tensei stuff. Like it's on par with Persona games voice acting. And I realized one of the reasons that those games can have such good voice acting as opposed to a lot of anime is they don't have to worry about matching animation. So they don't have to worry about weird intonations. They can speak normally based on how the script is. So right, it just sounds they can like just more natural move speech. the mouth after. There is, there just, it does the like reaction shot still images uh, where for certain characters, like they just have a certain number of images. So they don't have to worry about animation so like Trauma Center or like any of those anime-ish type Yeah, games. like Persona 4 does, the Persona games do that too and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Or like Phoenix Wright, except the game doesn't have voice acting, but yeah, that kind of stuff. Cool. But it's really fucking good. It's really, it's a really great, great game. It has all like the Shin Mikami Tensei like demon raising and then you fuse demons to make stronger demons. And you, there's like an auction house system where you buy demons. That sounds great. I wish we had that in real life. Yeah. So I've and I've been I've, I've like been putting it off because I chose the path I chose. The first time I got to the seventh day, it was too hard. <laughs> like, oh really? Like, Fuck! I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'd, I'd had a save right before that, so it was just like eventually just going back and then choosing a different path that's a little easier because I'd chosen like the hardest one. I'd chosen, like, I decided to start with the path where you go kill God. I was like, this turns out to be too hard. <laughs> just got wrecked. So I, ch I chose a different path. And then with the 3DS version, they also added an eighth day to a bunch of the stories. But only, like, really the big ones, I think, have an eighth day. But so there's, like, extra content in the, in the 3DS one that's, like, a big deal, too. Hmm. Well... That sounds cool. Yeah. Um. I think that's it on that game. Cool. Uh. So yeah, I'm getting a weird echo in my headset, and I'm pretty sure that's coming through on the thing too. Like really bad, mm -hmm. and I don't know why. I. Sh it should be said we're trying a new program out. We're trying QQ International. So, maybe this is oh, one yeah. of the drawbacks. <laughs> for this. Weird. I'm not getting anything on my side, but I, I, I turned on the stream for a sec, and I could hear it weird. Yeah, it's really weird. So, let's try something. I'm going to mute my mic in here, and mute you, and let's talk in TeamSpeak, and see if maybe that's a way. All right. Just might be easier. Because that echo was bad, but now it's gotten much worse. Alright, let's see if that works. Yeah, like, the echo's gone now. Uh... Okay. The echo's completely gone in here. So it is QQ doing that. Okay. But it seems like it's in sync still with like our mouse hey is it 
Yes, it is. Cool. Because I'm cool. looking at the the preview window here, like for the mm-hmm. video, and it looks fine. The only thing I okay. have to do is because I turned my volume way up, I have to turn you down, but TeamSpeak allows me to do that. There we go. Okay, fixed. All done. Fixed? Cool. Even Meowth is like, yay, sound quality better. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. I was Testing aware. Stuff. It wasn't so bad at the start, and it gradually mm. got really, really bad. And mm. so I was willing to ignore it, hopefully maybe mm. that like it would be okay. But it got so it bad like, that I couldn't even like reverb. think. Yeah, I wonder if I have a weird effect on my mic or something. Like, I have to toy around with QQ a little bit more. But as it stands right now, this is kind of an okay way to do it because it's still too, like, to put this perspective for people, these two programs working in unison together right now are still way, way less intensive on my CPU and memory than Skype is alone. Yeah. That's how bad Skype is. Skype is a piece of fucking garbage. Uh, So, yeah. Sorry about that before. Uh, It was okay, kind of, and then it got worse and worse, but that's fine. I didn't notice the sound quality, but that ringing got... That ringing was just a a message. I'll turn that off for next time. Um, Okay, so other than, like, what made you want to start playing Devil Survivor? Because it's kind of weird that you started playing this... And I was talking about, I think, two weekends ago on Top Down that that's one I wanted to try at some point. Well, I mean, I played through like six days of it a while ago. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I have a friend who's beaten it and like beat, like New Game Plus it a bunch of times. Yeah. And it's just sort of been, it's been on my plate as something I've been wanting to get back to. And I just, <laughs> this happened to be the week where I found the time to start playing it again. Oh, okay. Cool. So and it... also because Full Survivor Two for 3DS came out a couple weeks ago, so that like is that was why really there's so my... fucking many copies of that at the Toys R Us near here, and no copies of any other game I wanted to play? <laughs> <laughs> I guess okay. Two just came out a couple weeks ago. Okay, for 3DS. So so that's also been getting my wheels turning on finishing this game so I can play two, because two apparently. I've heard it's not quite as good in terms of story stuff, but it adds, like, social link stuff from, like, the Persona game nice. on top of everything. Nice. So that sounds really cool. And also, having that game fully voice acted sounds great, too. So, I'm nice. excited. Cool. Uh, the other thing we did, D&D, we had our second session this week, and we introduced Ben as Root the Shifter Druid female. Which is fucking weird to wrap my head around, because when he talks, he talks in a normal voice, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this week's campaign? Yeah, so we did most... We just basically did only role-playing stuff. We had, like, no combat. And it was fun. It was, like... David got slapped a bunch of times. That was Shoveled great. poop... Yeah. I negotiated for getting us better deals on how much we were getting paid for stuff. Yep. Which is what my character's all about. So that was cool. Getting paid. Getting paid. Fat stacks. I forgot Cash who money. was elf racist. That would be David. Basically, anything bad that happens, sexist or racist, it's probably David. Yeah, it's surprising. 
Is it? He still he kept it up because I mean, with Ben there, I mean, that it was still David. Yeah, so David still carried that torch. I understand why, because Ben is the new person to the group, and he hasn't really hit a stride like we're starting to. Mm -hmm. But I would have liked to hear more from Ben. I think. Yeah, his mic situation seemed like a air shoe for him. Yes, like that he wasn't pressing, pushed to talk, and speaking up often enough. And then when he left it open. The echo got real bad. Did somebody message him about that? Because he started muting it again, randomly. Or did he? Do you think he just realized? I don't know. He might have realized because it it was get it kept getting worse the longer he left it open. It was like the bigger issue. For yeah, me. I don't know what is going on because like we've talked over Teamspeak before and like looked at his setting. He looked at his settings and stuff, and we tried to talk it through. He has a problem, his mic has a problem with uh, hot miking. so what it does is, when he's talking, it's fine, because it's picking up direct, like, into the mic itself, it's picking up a direct uh, audio signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what happens is, it automatically looks for an audio signal when he's not talking, so it will gradually increase the mic sensitivity until it gets like a threshold that it wants, which is why you will hear like his fan and his typing and stuff, but it won't get quieter until it's at a point where like, it's really bad Mm -hmm. and then it'll go down again. But the more important thing with the hot miking issue is that it'll put the sensitivity up to, let's say like out of 10 up to like an eight or nine. And then when he speaks, his first part of his sentence will be really loud, and then it'll soften to try to compensate with the direct Mm. vocals again right into it. And I don't know why, because his mic is one of those... uh, I can't remember which Yeti one it is, but all Yeti mics are really good. Like, even Mm. the cheaper ones are really, really good. And he is the only person I've ever seen with this problem with a Yeti mic. He's the only person. Every other person has been fine with one. So yeah, I wonder if it's just, I mean, it's either his computer or maybe his mic is a dud, like mm. a, just a lemon. But I don't know. I think it's more it's likely he has issue. something in like his uh, recording properties setting, mm-hmm. like turned on to try to like automatically find a signal or something like. We'll have to work on it. But anyways, it would have been nice to hear more from him. I understand why he wasn't. If it wasn't just the mic issue, it's also because, like, we've already had some time, like, chattering and stuff. So I think we're getting to a point where we're pretty comfortable doing some stuff. Mm -hmm. We're not fully there yet, obviously. We're getting there, though. Like, But we were, I, I feel like David was definitely better than he was last week. Yes. And also, his mic situation was way better this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. He wasn't Robo the... David this week. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was cool to see. Um, I just feel like Ben is playing a, like a weird character. Like, that he he's playing something more complicated that's not him. So it's harder like to like figure out for role-playing. That's just, it's more difficult. I don't think necessarily that it's not him because, like, mm-hmm. he really likes, like, druidy characters and stuff. I just don't mm-hmm. think he's found his stride in how he wants to roleplay it yet. And, yeah. of course, being female is going to, like, just be inherently harder since he's not female. 
Yeah, I mean, he he was talking. I remember when he was building his character, he was talking about how he just wanted to do something to challenge himself. But that's fair. Which yeah, it's fair enough. I just think that when you're like for me with role playing, I wanted a character that was simple and focused, so that I knew exactly in any situation how I should be playing it, so that I could be like more more direct and focused on conversation stuff like what i should be saying at any moment is clearer to me because i understand my character because he's not that complicated so like you set up a basic drive for like all the actions you can use now and that's helped yeah. a lot basically it's what yeah you're for sure like like uh, his he what he wants to me is clear no matter what is coming at me either i don't care about it at all so i'm like whatever but i'm i'm always focused on Doing good for the party, getting money, like getting paid. also that my yeah getting paid is like my primary focus, and my secondary focus is keeping the team together, building like a unit. Uh huh. So you can get paid more. Exactly. Yeah. And it it'll and also just that my so that way my character like blends in with what we have to do with in terms of having a party in a D and D group. Yes. Like you like if you have a character who has weird other motives they can go against the party and i didn't want to i didn't want a character that did that yes because, I it, because that can happen yeah um all in all though i really liked the chores like i think it was ben who was saying it reminded him of uh that episode in avatar the last airbender the <clears throat> oh my god what the hell is the name now tales of bossing say bossing say yeah that's right where it's just like a cross-section of, like, a bunch of different things going on in the city with mm. the characters. And that's exactly what this was. Uh, yeah, it was really I good. Was, I liked that, uh, like, when we were trying to get the money from the leader of the right guys, like, that could have gone bad. That could have turned into a combat situation if we had totally fucked it up. Yeah. The, so I just, that's a part of D&D that I like, that things can work out in different ways. One of the reasons, like, I didn't hear, because there was a bit of uh, chattering and stuff, I didn't hear that mm -hmm. you were the one going to go get the money, because the reason mm -hmm. why I wanted to be a part of that was because, like, my fucking character's only real big skill is diplomacy, so mm -hmm. I was just like, this is, like, the perfect time to actually use that, and it totally worked out <laughs> really well. Yeah. Like yeah. I want because I, I my character has in he's like high diplomacy, high bluff, and high intimidate. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, I, like all of those are are ten or above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like and that and my character's backstory, like that's like collecting money was like what he did. <laughs> right, and and like let's be honest here, if you're like a loan shark or something like that, you kind of do need to be able to swindle a little bit and be like listen like you got to pay up or whatever but then when shit goes bad you got to be mm -hmm. like, intimidating and is like no like you got to do this now or you're dead <laughs> yeah yeah i just wanted him to be flexible in those kind of situations because mm -hmm. one thing might not work yeah and i, I just and getting more opportunities to use that would be cool Mm -hmm. because that's that stuff is cool like video games are kind of bad at handling that kind of stuff in the way that it's easier to build situations like that in D, &D. I do because you can just have flexibility of people I do feel like when Tony built this scenario for us to do he had mm. certain people in mind for each task like yeah. I'm pretty sure the delivering the flowers was supposed to be for Tia 
<laughs> like I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be for Tia. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad she wasn't there because we wouldn't have gotten the majesty that was David being an idiot <laughs> if she was. It was pretty great. Because, like... It was pretty great. The, the, like, let me put this in perspective for people who weren't watching or don't know, like, these characters yet or whatever. That mission, Tia would have just stealthed in the room, put the flowers down, and left, and she would have gotten five gold for it. Yeah. David, on the other hand, stumbles in like a moron, and then... Hits on surprisingly stealthily, surprisingly stealthily. <laughs> hits on the wife, then at the last second, like calms her down by showing her the note from the husband. When she drops a towel, just be like, "Nice." Splat. <laughs> <laughs> such a dick at every every turn. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna walk in here and sit on the couch." <laughs> that. That part was honestly the highlight of both of our sessions so far. So mm-hmm. props to David. That was really good. Yeah. I was hoping he would go the route of just being sleazy and saying, like, these flowers are for you and trying to hit on the wife himself. <laughs> and I'm so fucking glad he did. I was mm-hmm. so happy the way that turned out. And then yeah, later on, getting hit again by Tia. It was so The good. crit. <laughs> the crit. <laughs> I also like like every time I do I did like a perception check or something and it kept really low numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's great, everything's fine. <laughs> just <Whatever>. start running <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, I just like walk my character forward. <laughs> the best was still that check where you stab yourself in the eye, basically, or whatever. You blinded yourself. Yeah, I tried to use one of my like shouting powers and I blinded myself <laughs> by screaming too loud or something. Yeah. Or trying to scream too loud. That's so mm-hmm. fucking dumb. I love it. <laughs> I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that, like, the thing keeping this all together and making this such a fun time is Tony at the end of the day for, for letting sure. us be so flexible and, like, so on top of his game on, like, making sure we still go within the boundaries of what you can do within the game mechanics and the world he's created, but being flexible enough that when stupid stuff happens, he can have fun with us. So like Mm -hmm. he is one of the best DMS. I think we could have ever asked for, for starting off like it. Yeah. He's been really good. Yeah. Fantastic. So major props to him and we can't thank him. Great job. Like when we said we wanted a little more role-playing, he accommodated, which I yep. have to assume takes more work than just creating a combat scenario. I don't really know. but It sounds like it he seems, has a lot of ideas for this stuff, mm-hmm. like stored away yeah. for other stuff he's wanted to do in the past, either as a player or as a DM. So mm-hmm. I think he's drawing a lot from those ideas right now and just making stuff up to fit our situations as need be. But mm-hmm. in the end, isn't that kind of what a DM does anyway? They just have all these ideas, and then they fit it to their party somehow. So, like, he's yeah. doing his job perfectly and couldn't ask for a better DM for our stuff. So, yeah, awesome. Awesome time. I look forward to the next one. That cliffhanger we left off on, so good. But yeah, to the point where, like, I saw people in the chat were just like, what? No, it, like, <laughs> and I just got here and stuff. And even, like, us as players were just like, fuck. Like, we wanted to do it so bad, too. But I know that's a good that's a sign of a good cliffhanger right there where even the players wanted to keep going. Yeah, I blame Ben fucking druid. (laughs) Since when do plants need to sleep anyway? 
dumb when they're exposed to too much cheese. <laughs> it's true. The Prince of Cheese. Yeah, man. That's uh, I I'm it's okay, so the reason why this all came about was because like about a year and a half ago, I randomly twittered like I want to do D&D sometime, who's a DM? And, like, there was, like, three people that were just, like, mm -hmm. I've done it before or whatever. And Tony is one of them. And then just watching other D&D campaigns and uh, reading stuff on the subreddit and stuff, like, I just needed to get it done. And I'm so fucking glad I'm down in this hole now where I can't mm -hmm. get out. I just want to do, like, this is how bad it is, is that... I don't want to just like I know why we're just doing Sundays is to accommodate everyone. Yeah. I wish there was a way I could just do one like every third day, every week, like mm -hmm. do three campaigns or something. I would be in fucking heaven if I could just mm -hmm. like. So this is how I was thinking. Like Monday nights we do this podcast. Tuesdays would be open for like because that's when new games come out and I want to try some new stuff for TDP that week and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Wednesdays would be campaign night. Thursdays TDP. Friday the thing with John. Saturday uh, D and D night and every second Sunday D and D. That's what I would do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> going hard. Going I would go. Hard. I would go so hard, but it would be too hard. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you, you, I mean, particularly like because the, the the part of that that becomes like a pain is like you're you have to have a commitment from all the party to do the same thing every week, and that's a hard it's a hard commitment, particularly like the more people you add in. Yeah, I but mean, I think doing if we can get Tony to run one-off campaigns for us, like that every, every once in a while, that would be really cool. That is a thing that is one hundred percent going to happen. Me and Tony have already been in the talks for one-off campaigns, and I have a roster of people already. But we're, they're nice. not ready, ready. Like, we yeah, have yeah. to get them set up. But um, mm. the one-offs are going to happen. I, like, for anybody listening, it's specifically Meowth right now, live listening. Uh, I wouldn't expect any of that stuff to show its face until the end of June or early July, at the earliest. So... That stuff takes a long time to set up. Yeah. I mean, fuck. How long did it take to set up our thing? It took two and a half months after we I already know. had everything set up. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we had our characters. We had the name of our thing. Tony already had the first session planned. And it took us two and a half months to get scheduling settled. Yeah. They Once you try to, like, actually work together people's lives, stuff gets... That was complicated. One of the nice side effects this that has come from this, though, is that I've seen a lot more people like tweeting about D and D than I've ever seen on my feed ever before. That's cool. And like the first session we did, there wasn't so many. The second session, and I think that might have been because, first of all, it was kind of a uh, we didn't really know when we were going to start, so we weren't kind of yeah. throwing it out there on Twitter as much every like every day of the week. Mm -hmm. um not like not hyping it up as much we took a extended break in between to make sure we were all ready for the second part and mm -hmm. honestly there wasn't a whole lot of action there just straight up wasn't but um yeah but the first session like i after that i had a bunch of people dming me and asking like if they could get in on it and 
basically the only reason why I ever started doing like podcasts on the internet or streaming or whatever is because I want people to enjoy the things I enjoy or see if I can show them something I enjoy for them to latch on to. So this D&D uh -huh. thing has been fucking magnificent, and I'm so happy to see more people saying, I've never done this before or even really know what it's about, but after seeing it, I want to be a part of it. Like, that's fucking great, and I hope we can accommodate every single person at some point to at least try it out in a session or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we I mean, be I've able to. I mean, I've never done D&D before, but <laughs> yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. It's great. It's so good. Uh -huh. Yeah, D&D. &D. It's what's for dinner. It's cool. It's like mechanically interesting and fun. You get to be social. You know what's weird to think about is I picked up the player's handbook, uh, the first one. Like the We have PDFs of it, but like I yeah. wanted the actual book because of course I do. And I was with my mom and like I picked it up and she was saying how like if we were like friends when she was younger, we probably would have gotten along because she loved playing D and D with like her <laughs> and saying how she had like the best DM ever and stuff. Nice. I was just like sweet, but then I was also thinking like we could still play, but that would be so fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I didn't bother bringing it up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's weird to think that this game has so much staying power when it was created like 30 years ago. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was. I mean, a long time ago. And video games owe so fucking much to D and D. Every so fucking every much. fantasy video game ever owes everything every to D and D. Every, yeah, Not that's kind of what I meant. RPGs. That's kind of what I meant. Mass Effect owes everything to D and D too. Yeah, no, you're right. Every RPG ever owes at least one part of their mechanics or their story stuff or lore to D and D and Tolkien. We can't forget Tolkien. Yeah. There's a lot of Tolkien shit in a lot of RPGs, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really do like the mechanics, though. It is. Yeah, they're great. It is boiling down exactly what every single video game ever is. A series of set numbers and dice rolls for RNG. That is literally it. So the thing I... One of the things I've never really understood... Is why in video games, they always, I mean, I guess just because laziness, but morally, they always break it down into good and evil. Why don't oh, they use the yeah. fucking, like, lawful, good, or chaotic? Like, why do they don't, they don't do that in terms of how they structure a video game? They, it doesn't seem like it would be that complicated, except it would be more work, but it would be more interesting. I don't, mm -hmm. When they when moral choicism is such, such a played out thing, I don't get why there isn't a game that's at least taking it in that direction. That isn't just straight trying to be D&D. I completely agree. Especially since, like, chaotic doesn't mean evil. Yeah. And... Like, just some variety, man. Like, there are games that do do that, but not outwardly. Like, they do good and evil. Like, say, Mass Effect, Paragon, and Renegade. Yeah. But, like, there are quest lines, classes, and stuff, even in, say, WoW, where it's, like there's just kind of fucked up shit going on, but, like, the reason you're doing it is so everybody will live in this area or something. Yeah. Like, But, and, like, more importantly, like, that you have two... Just the idea of, instead of having one bar, you have two, like, in bars that can mix interestingly. So you're... Instead of, like, creating, like, a, a line of three different choices, you have, like, a, a cube. You have, like, a square of, like, nine. Yes. 
just in terms of two things interacting together to to create what you end up with. You would only like, actually. It doesn't seem that fucking complicated, and you would only need like four of them, really. Cause... You only need two bars, because yeah. if you're neutral, the bars just don't fill. Yeah, that's. But like, you need one saying like uh, chaotic or lawful, and one saying good or evil. Yeah, and then they can mix and match if you want them to. But like, you only need two bars, depending on the circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it should have been that complicated. I don't really, and I don't really get why no video game does it. I think because they fucking love moral choice systems, but they don't. They, they don't do make any ways that are interesting. The problem is they also love money. Like they, they do, love they money. love money, and they know average people are stupid and need things boiled down into black and whites to make them have the best impact possible. Because like. Even people that play D and D, I've seen people have discussions on like, is this like chaotic good, or is this like lawful neutral or something? Oh, yeah, like they're, even they're people that know this stuff don't know this stuff, uh -huh. because but, it's I mean, all in the eye of to, the beholder, right? You wouldn't even have to necessarily surface it in that way. But then, just what's like, the point of having of, it even? Well, if you're I just not gonna mean like it. you're gonna give them choice if you give players choices but you don't just think of the choices you're offering them as a or b you think of them as all the four choices and then the player can choose what they're doing mm -hmm. and then in the background you're tallying that into fucking good or evil chaos neutral but you're you're you surface them like literal things that they can comprehend i would think would would work better than like you could play good neutral. Choose that, and you go on this particular. Path. One of the games, honestly, that is got kind of closer than most games I can think of off the top of my head, anyways. Right now, with this idea, mm. is uh, the Old Republic, because even if you were a <laughs> Sith, you could be like the crazy Sith who executes people, or you could like execute this guy because you had the order to, and you're gonna take that order, or you could let yeah. him go. Like you can actually do some weird morally thing, moral things in that game, but the weird thing that is game the, was really D and D because that game the way it explained how its numbers work was in terms of like twenty rolling twenty time to die. Like that was how it, it's a whole conception of how they developed that game had D and D yeah. in mind. Yeah, no, totally. So yeah. they're and the closest game. ones. It's okay. That game's fine. Yeah, I never got into it, but it's an but MMO. It sure has. Sure has people who are affectionate for that stuff. It is an MMO. Yeah. It just I think whether or not you would enjoy that is A, do you enjoy MMOs? Yes or no? And if yes, move on to B, do you enjoy Star Wars stuff? If yes, mm -hmm. then you should probably try it. Because yeah. it is exactly up two of your alleys. <laughs> it is a cross section of your two streets. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um but like yeah, in terms of what you're talking about, that is the game that I think tried to do it and it almost bankrupted them. Like seriously, cuz that they put a lot of funding, time, effort into that game and it yeah. was an MMO. So at the end of the day, it didn't make back what they put into it at all. <laughs> yeah, the MMO bubble was dumb. It was yes. like, like the only way, like so many studios, the only way they could get funding was to build, like say they were building an MMO, 
Mm -hmm. Just you can see it coming from a mile away. All oh, this is all gonna fucking fall apart. <laughs> but that's yep. where like funding. It was like it wasn't like this is a great idea. It's this is what investors are excited about. It makes you actually really appreciate WoW as well, because MMOs have always been a money sink. Where like if you don't yeah. hit the lottery with it, you can go bankrupt just providing mm -hmm. that service. So the fact that they actually went for it and made it into what it is now, even still, is fucking amazing. So I was a fucking feat. It is a it fucking is. It will never I'm gonna go on a stand and say it will never be recreated what they have done with that game ever again in that space. Because they nope. hit the perfect point of talented designers for stuff talented artists and conceptual stuff talent like great storyline behind everything in this world already that they've set up um, <clears throat> just amazing technical feats of the only time you saw a loading bar or like a loading screen was if you were leaving the fucking continent <laughs> yeah, or, or the world a, an instance like a dungeon yeah exactly but that's a whole different thing because yeah. you're entering another but server they, and they also like it came at the right time where it they came could at have a the game perfect that looked time. good but was still not too complicated in terms of like the amount of time for creating assets people like, can say the what they problems. want i love the look of wow because no oh, matter fucking great and it hold it hold up so much better than if they had tried to go for cutting edge any screenshot i see of mmos I can get most of them confused unless they're either WoW or the Old Republic because Star Wars. And even then, if you're looking at, like, the sky as, like, just a normal dude in a suit or something in KOTOR, I'm not going to know, like, what the difference between yeah. that and something else is. But WoW has the most distinctive art style that is so, like... Yeah, that's... It's about art design. It's not about yeah. fucking just graphical horsepower. Yeah. But, the like, because... The big problem with like AAA right now is creating like the kind of realistic assets that like sell copies of those kind of games to justify how much they spend. They're fucking. It takes too much money to make like the best looking game. Yeah, like, it just ends up not being worth it. All you need to make a game that I care about is make it mechanically sound and try something new. That's it. That's literally all you have to do. Yeah. And wow, like wow, it just hit everything right, like timing-wise in terms of zeitgeist stuff. It just and not even just when it came out. Up until like four years ago, it's been hitting every time they release an expansion. Okay, it was my favorite game last year. It was my favorite game last year. They've every expansion has hit perfectly, except for Cataclysm. But the way the reason Cataclysm still did something really unique, the reason why it kind of failed, in my opinion. Is because they wanted to try something so new, they literally destroyed the world people grew up with. They went yeah. so far to try to make the game fresh for people, they fucking broke what people loved about it. <laughs> and that's almost and admirable. The, that's yeah. almost admirable. It's, people love yeah, this thing. Fucking... We're going to tear it apart. <laughs> like, why? They fucking went for it. There's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot about about Cataclysm I respect. Like, they, tr yeah. that's where they started to try a lot of their storyline stuff. It only worked in certain places. Certain places, it did, it was, that fucking underwater area was just fucking boring. 
But uh, no, some dude, of it works. It was boring after the first 15 minutes. When you first get in there and you have a seahorse and stuff, it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, it, initially, it's great. But when you're just going, like, swimming from cave to cave. Like, just, oh, it's another cave. Oh, it's another cave. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it got repetitive. Yeah. But did. yeah, when you first get a seahorse, it's cool. But some of it worked. There was, it was doing new stuff. Like, it wasn't, like, this isn't just the same old WoW. So that was cool. I feel like more like their endgame stuff for Cataclysm wasn't great. It wasn't. They made a lot. They trivialized it to an extent that made it not engaging. Mm-hmm. So they fucked up in a bunch of ways. Yes. But but they were trying stuff. Like how many games, franchises, or companies can say when they're on top, they experiment, and they try to like improve their storytelling. I can tell you who can't like, say that. Nintendo. Yeah. I will say they have tried it before. Like, they have tried, but that's only because hard new hardware, really, that they wanted to push. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say that Nintendo they has... Try, actually. No, no, I'm going to say Nintendo's never actually gone out on a limb, because every time they've released something new and innovative, that was fun, maybe, even. Whether or mm-hmm. not it was fun is trivial. It's because they wanted to do the, the new features of their hardware. <laughs> so... Yeah, you almost. But I, mm-hmm. I will always appreciate we for just deciding. No, we want to make games that for a console that's cheaper, that does something new and different. Until every game when, had Waggle in it. As the 360 and PS4 were fucking just all about bumping up powerhouse. I like, agree I just with appreciate you. That, Until that every game had Waggle in it. Yeah, like, third-party developers just fucking... That became fucking dump ground for fucking garbage games, but... Yep. It it, it, it didn't... The back end of that system's life was shitty. But I appreciated it. It wasn't like it was an expensive system. Like, I'm, it's it hardware hard that was cheap and had some too. good games. It was hard to find for, at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Nintendo, not the best at keeping their shit in stock. Because kind of people buy it... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> people like that stuff. It, it's a people get mad at Nintendo because Nintendo makes stuff they like. Nerve, the fucking nerve. And I mean, I still hold dearly to the idea that like Nintendo systems will be the only ones I buy, like when I can as the first system of a new generation, because I have a PC. And anything yeah. that the PlayStation 4 can do right now, I can do better with this, as long as the game's on it. Yep. Inclu- like, True. not limited to modding, where a whole group of people can either fix a game or just make it actually playable. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So, yep. Nintendo is always the only console maker that, like, you should probably buy as the new generation console. Every time. Because they will have the new stuff. Whether or not you like some of the new stuff, that's a personal taste thing, but I mean, I don't usually like a whole lot of Nintendo stuff, but I thought Zombie U was great, and it made me get a Wii U. That's one of the things, because it actually utilized their new gimmick with the tablet (laughs) pad. That was cool. And now it seems like every game is just basically using that as your map or menu button. So, but that's what happened with the Wii too. Because when the Wii came out, a lot of stuff were trying to utilize it. Like, whether or not they 
succeeded greatly like uh we sports resort or any of that stuff or failed drastically like red steel they tried new stuff and it yeah. all devolved into waggle in the end anyway and it's the same thing yeah. with the wii u right now but you can't blame nintendo for third party game makers not having any imagination yeah i mean it's just not selling enough to make it worth it for third party developers to put stuff because it's Nintendo can get thirty-party stuff. The fucking 3DS gets tons of cool shit. Mm-hmm. Even the Wii U did. When that yeah. thing launched, you could get the Arkham game. You could get Call of Duty. <laughs> like you could get third-party stuff. I was listening to a story about someone talking about playing Call of Duty on their tablet in their bed <laughs> the other day. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Because it's like you're taking this good thing about laying in bed all day and mixing mm-hmm. it with playing Call of Duty. It's not even Call of Duty because Call of Duty <laughs> yeah, games are kind of great in the way they handle, mm-hmm. but putting them on a subpar thing sounds yeah. like the worst. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's not what I would do. Mm-hmm. Also, because the fucking company that ported those games to Nintendo stuff didn't do, never did a good job. No, but whatever. Yeah, no, they didn't. What is? Yeah. Apparently, the Vita is a legacy platform, according to Sony. So that's cool. I think the Vita is a cool is still machine pretty good. that never gets enough love from anybody, specifically. Yeah, developers. the Vita has like the problem of the fucking Wii U. It's not. It doesn't. Not enough people own it to make it worth it to spend the money to make like games that take advantage of what it does. It's just install base. It's. Or they do dumb shit like Uncharted and like holding the backup to a light or whatever to read a map and just dumb. (laughs) Like the yeah, the fucking fucking video games like saying we have to take advantage of every weird feature this fucking hardware has, even if it's dumb and bad. What are you doing? What are you doing? Wasting your money. There, there were some great things on the Vita that I really wanted to play and never could. One day, Persona Four Golden. It's like my favorite single player game. Yeah, but I have Persona Four. Yeah, but it too. But in but in the Golden, you can dress them as Power Rangers. Fuck! I'm gonna have to buy a Vita. <laughs> That's one of the things I will say I like about handhelds more is like those long RPG things. Oh yeah, sessions, way better. Like, I prefer those games on handhelds because. Like, that way I can... It's easier for me to multi... If I'm playing at home, it's easier for me to multitask. Yes. Or I can play them on a trip or something. Because fucking jump in, do some grinding, jump out. Mm-hmm. Stuff's great. Play it while watching TV or something. Yeah. That stuff is... I always prefer RPGs on handhelds. Yeah. Anything turn-based. Handhelds. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Mm-hmm. I agree. I really uh, like. I am excited for that uh, XCOM two. Are you? That trailer. Hmm. Yeah, that I like that premise, and I like that first game. It was cool. Excellent. But I actually enemy on no. Yeah. 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 The new one. Yeah. I never played the expansion back because that just like just adding more enemy types wasn't that interesting in terms of just keeping the same. XCOM annoys me because I love it, but I get so fucking frustrated with it that I don't yeah. play it. Because it mm-hmm. actually makes me mad a lot of times. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what it yeah. is. I will have the patience for some games. Like, I will have the patience of a fucking monk for some games. But when yeah. it comes to, like, tactics games, if it doesn't work out in the first, like, one try, I just throw my controller away. Like, I'm done, mm. and I go to something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's... Yeah, I have I have the patience to retry. Cause I, particularly if I can treat them more like... Like, if they're responsive in a way that I can treat them like a puzzle game, and I'm just trying to solve this puzzle so that every retry is just like, oh, I fucked it up. Can I, can I try it this way? That's how I approach Fire Emblem games. Mm. It's like I'm trying to solve a puzzle. Yes. And I love like weird kinds of puzzle design in games that aren't strictly puzzles. Like the way I treat, I think about the Punch-Out games. I love that stuff. That's oh, cool. Oh man, Punch-Out's so good for that. Yeah. And then you watch I'm like just kind of the best. Then you like watch Zalard or something play, and you're just like, I'm never gonna be good, and you quit. <laughs> <laughs> watch fucking Sinister yeah. One blindfold run that shit. Like, yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> He's not playing the game. He's, He's breaking just it. Remembered. Fucking button press. He like has physical memory in his hand and just punches it out. Yep, I'm getting there with Spider-Man. That's like, sick. part of the reason in that <laughs> last stream where I got a new PV when I played it, it, like having the chat to look at helped me because then I wasn't thinking and my hands were just doing muscle memory. That's sick. Because I played that game so many times. You played that game too much. <laughs> That's ugh. Why? Why? Because I have the muscle memory, man. I can do it. Because it took the level it took to finally beat that game yeah. <laughs> from just hammering away at a kid. It was there, like in, inherently left in my hands. I think it's hilarious that to speed that game is so bad that the only like skill set you need to be able to speed run it comes naturally if you can just beat it normally. Yep. Yep. That's gross. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Nintendo hard, and then it's trial and error of doing stuff over and over again before so that you can do it properly. No, Particularly it's just bad like control. Bullshit. It's just really yeah. bad control. Well, also, that a lot of it is the game not clearly telling you like Anything. telling you how you can jump or information about how you can, where you can swing, where you can't. You just do that over and over until you learn it. I think what makes me the do most mad about that game is that there are points in it where they know something is fucked up, and rather yeah. than address the problem, they just put a little indicator there, or something. To yeah, help they're like out. It's like they marked it so they could remember to fix it later, and then never did. Like the fucking boxes in the second level, where you you can't stand on the edge of them, you like slide off. Mm -hmm. So they put there's like a crack in what there's like a box, and there are two boxes, and you slide off. So under this one, they put a fucking web. Right next to one of the boxes. Yeah. In, like, the crack that you will slide into. Just to, like, point it out. Well, to, Fucking, like, force so you great. to do it, basically. Yeah. But just, but it forces you to, like, see how weird this platform is. Because you might... I don't know. Or the, just, like, calling attention to it. Or the fact that under the bridge, that one fucking yes. spot where the you web sling is so bad that they put a life raft there that sinks! Yeah. It takes you backwards and then sinks. What? It's like it's a secret. Like, oh, I saved myself. 
Now I'm just going backwards. God damn it. <laughs> One of my fondest moments was when we were playing that on that Friday stream. <laughs> I watched the VOD of it, and on John's end, he was on the raft, and then it just sings. He's like, what? <laughs> and I was so just good. like, yes, that's so good, because the same thing happened to me. <laughs> happens to everyone. It happens that's why one of my other favorite parts about it is like, watch every time I see someone new play it, they do the same fucking shit. Like, it's not like people play that game and make do weird choices to find the fucked up shit. Everyone plays it the same kind of the first time. They run into the same exact the problems every time. It's like, it they're makes me there. Wonder, like, was, was this just made before the era of playtesting? No, it wasn't because. No, they probably just didn't pay for it. Mm. Like, it was just probably like, yeah, we know this. Oh, well. We've run our course of development time. <laughs> One of my favorite things about it, though, is that the clearly it was thought out originally with the levels in a different order. In certain cases, and I don't know why they changed it. Because of where you go. Like, that there's a... You're clearly going from different places. Mm -hmm. Like, that you go from Brooklyn to the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm -hmm. But then you end up in Coney Island. Which is the other direction and super far away. So are you thinking you were supposed to start in Coney Island? Well. Or do it backwards, like go from Coney Island to go, like the well, bridge? Well, no. So, so in the alpha, the mm -hmm. first level is the construction site. So you start with the construction site, then you do the Brooklyn Bridge, then you do Doc Ock's base, then you do Coney Island would make a little more sense. Right. So like you were traveling, the first three levels you're traveling to Doc Ock's lab and then something yeah. else came up, and now you have to swing over to Coney Island quickly. Yeah, something like that. But the way it is now, it makes no fucking sense. Which is even better. Because <laughs> there are other times disagree. where you like you jump like through a tube, and you wind up, and then the next level, you're just on a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> I hate that level. That level is bullshit. The roller coaster? It, it's helped. is like the hardest part. It's helped when you said like all you have to do is jump when the sound stops. Who would ever think of that though? It would be the opposite. Like you would hear music, <laughs> and then when you hear a sound, that's when you would jump. Mm -hmm. I hate that fucking I've, game. The hardest part in the game is right when you're you have to web swing mm -hmm. through the part. Like in the, the second part of the roller coaster, there's where there like aren't that one coming section, broken section that you can swing from. It's that a there are all these jumps where you can die. There's yeah. a particular part where you have to you're web swinging onto, and you can only swing on this particular bar that looks like every fucking other background object, but you can only hit your web on this thing, which took a lot of fucking dying at that part to figure <laughs> out. Mm -hmm. If you jump too high into it, you'll be too close to it, and you can't web swing on it. It's great. And then, once you get up, because of so many stages in that game are vertical... So when you fall, it almost ends up being worse that we, when you're not dying, you have to like play the whole level over again if you fuck up a little bit. The vertical stages, man. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that gets you speedrun like practice is like oh, I fucking slipped and now I have to do the whole level over again in a regular normal ass playthrough. On the plus side, 
you are basically one skip away from hitting sub 15, I think. If you yeah. can find a good skip, I think you can do sub 15. Yeah. Getting that first I mean, every time spider I'm playing, armor I'm learning. is yeah. not worth it at all. No, that one I can skip. Yeah. The I one in the on construction sword. site seems to be the one you need, like, the most. Yes. I need that one. And the and one at the, the end. The one at the end of uh, G. Jonah Jameson's penthouse I need. But that one's, that one like, on me. the way, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that one's not, that, not too big a detour. And then there's the last one, which is a super tiny detour. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I need it. Mm-hmm. But it is just a super tiny detour. Yeah. Were you stoked that's like literally when you hit your PB? I'm always stoked when I hit PB. Yeah, because like when I'm they're playing it, I'm like, how much? It's yeah, because a lot of it is just finally putting a playthrough together where I don't fuck up. Do you fixate on the time at all when you're playing? Uh, sometimes, yeah. That's so probably I, a bad habit. I, no, no, that's the thing. Like playing over and over again, like getting closer to getting better records. Like, I get better about not getting nervous at certain parts. Uh, like, that's really the thing, is playing it enough where I'm doing the parts that are stressful where I know I can fuck up and not stressing myself out. Because I'm just yeah. used to doing it over and over again. Like, it's... Right. it's... Fuck that game. <laughs> I but actually I, I just find it, it. interesting because it, it's like tr- just trying to speedrun the game. Like, yeah. I learn a lot about speedrunning. That's like, fine, but I hate that fucking game. I hate it. <laughs> it is so poorly designed. It is so bad. There's no way you yeah. can even deny it. No, you it's know terrible yourself in a bunch of how ways. bad it is. But there's a bunch of details about it that I, that make me like it. Like okay. that it has well, the Spider Man villains in it. The, yeah, a total nostalgia. But it had these things that made it appeal to me as a kid. Yeah, it Whereas has there, the there owl. are tons of LGN games that aren't appealing at all when you know the property. They're just fucking bullshit garbage. Mm. Whereas at least this has visual stuff about it. And I just like that you could like web swing and run and stuff. Like that web swinging actually involves sw- hitting a physical thing and swinging. Like it's not till like the 3D Spider-Man games where that becomes a thing again. And you can enjoy your favorites, like the Owl and yeah, Alistair owl. Smythe. And that robot that's not, that cyborg guy that's not actually a Spider-Man villain, I think of. That alpha robot? Way better. Yeah. So good, right? It's kind of terrifying. Out. And he has, like, the Robocop, like, face stretched across yeah. metal or something. Like, it's yeah. weird. So good. Also that, like, those learning from the alpha that those big fucking burly guys with like the energy on one of their hands mm-hmm. were supposed to look like vault guards with like spikes on them and like heavy armor but for some reason that didn't get through so they had to just be big muscular dudes <laughs> doesn't make any sense what the hell is with the ducks bidding bombs too that's like a penguin thing from batman or something yeah in uh and the hardest difficulty only there are extra ones of them that just spit fire, hmm. like they burp fire out, and you can't run through them. Like you can with the other ones. That's a big thing in the harder difficulty that that would slow you up. Is that like you the have to only difference? No, there also there's also like in the that first that first construction level where you climb up the the building, 
mm-hmm. and you have to swing over. There's literally an exploding barrel where you want where you want to land. Great. Like right in your way, that you, you there's no way to web hit it or anything. It's that's bullshit. For a speed run, that's fucking garbage. That's bullshit for a game. That is bullshit. Yeah, for a game, it's it's garbage. Um, Fuck. And then there are like Black Widow Spider Slayers in some parts, but they're not too bad if you're just running through. Mostly that's it. Mostly it's that fucking barrel that makes me not want to play on a harder difficulty. Because that barrel is fucking garbage. Yeah, it's just bad game design. Like, it's worse game design on bad game design. But one of my favorite things about that game in terms of speedrunning that just is funny when you do it is that the way explosions work in that game, they don't hurt you when they first go off. Like, their hitbox is set up at the wrong time, so it lasts late, but it's not there early. So if you run into an explosion and hit it off and jump away, you won't get hurt. Which is why when you do that bouncy part, you can set off like all three explosions and just keep running. Yeah, and I don't get hurt at all. Yeah. Because the hitbox for them, it comes on late. But when you're playing the game as like a new player, you run into them thinking they'll be gone, and you always get hit. And you're like, fuck! <laughs> also the bullshit with like certain bosses you can jump on, certain bosses you can't jump on. Like, there are little visual cues, but how the fuck are you supposed to know that? That that's what that means? Yeah. You're not. Because it's bullshit. It's true. I also like just love dumb stuff like the lizard. When you punch him as Connors, he comes back. But now you can't kill him. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Good. That's pretty so funny. Good. That's annoying, but pretty funny. Like as a kid, that stuff's awful. Like that was like, oh man, this game, man. Yeah. Blows my mind. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just being a kid and learning about the fucking switch to kill Doc Ock is fucking mind blowing. When you learn that, yeah, it's fucking mind blowing. What's really annoying is even when you hit that switch, he can still yeah. walk through it. Like, it'll stop when he comes walking by. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have to web him under it's it. It's so fucking bad, man. It's so bad. <laughs> well, it didn't... Yeah, Doc Ock, you know, if that's the Spider-Man villain, you can't punch him. Like, he doesn't get hurt by punches. The normal-ass dude. <laughs> it makes sense, though, because, like, every time I remember Doc Ock from stuff, anytime Spider-Man would, like, try to get near him, like, a limb would just come smack him. So, yeah. like, it, it's kind of true to character. Here's Web in your eye. Yes, here's Web in your eye's classic. But that's more like people writing around the fact that if you just punch him in the face, he goes down, because he's a normal-ass dude. Yeah, he's Like, a they made a storyline about him having been punched in the head too many times, and so he was dying. <laughs> like, that was, like, part of the build-up storyline to uh, Superior. That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> His body was fucking broken. He's been hit too many times because he was just a normal person. <laughs> Poor Doc Ock. He's still the best part of Spider-Man 2. It's true. There's also, like, mini-bosses that are easier than normal villains like hammerhead they never put in an animation for him to duck so he's worse than a normal vault guy with a gun because they can duck you can just literally duck crawl up to him and kick him until he dies does that game have tombstone in it did i see a tombstone just like a normal no. dude a white dude tombstone's not dude. okay that might have been hammerhead you might be right but i think he's only on hard difficulty hmm 
The rhino's a joke. I don't know. Just rhino's a joke. Some t- um, there's one fight where if like where it's chameleon rhino is like smarter than rhino for some reason or something, and if I kill his owl form in a certain spot, his his rhino AI will be different and weirder and harder to kill. Like that. So I haven't quite figured that part out. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, and it depends on where I kill him. If, if I killed him in a way that would take me longer as Owl, his Rhino AI would be easier to deal with. So I haven't figured that part out quite yet. So I was disappointed today. Ow. I came home, and my package for Amiibos was not here. So oh, man. Charizard is not sitting beside me watching me right now. Charmander's behind me there. but I don't want Char- Charizard either, but... Oh man, the two characters the ones I, I don't, don't care, care about. about. Yeah, the characters I do care about the most out of any of the Amiibo, probably. Because Fire Emblem Awakening is probably my favorite Nintendo game. I've never played a Fire Emblem game, probably. so I don't care about any of those characters <laughs> at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Which is really, really fortunate, because they're hard to get. <laughs> it's true. So, I am really, really glad... That I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> I'm really glad I don't give a fuck about Ness. Like, really glad. Because that would mm. be hard. That would be worse. I that think. would be hard. I'm trying to think of the one I do care about that I'm mad about that I haven't gotten yet. For me, it was Little Mac till I got Yep. Till I got him. Yeah. I gotta order me a Little Mac. Because the only one I actually did care about, or do care about, was Mega Man. Because mm-hmm. I love Mega Man, and yeah. I got him. So, like, when I was coming home with him, I was just like, everything else now is gravy. I got the one I care about. Yeah. Japanese Little Mac. Still in package, too. Yeah, I'm going to do a video at some point. <clears throat> I have to think of a gimmick for opening an Amiibo Part 3, though. I might do a Part 3 and a Part 4, because I have enough to do a couple. I have, I have ideas percolating. Nice. But it's hard to, like, film it myself. If I'd help, it would be easier to do some weird stuff. But. The the second how to open a, an amiibo video reminds mm-hmm. me of like some early John Tron or something, <laughs> <laughs> or even John Tron now. I guess he's kind of not changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody listening that wants to see some dumbass videos, head over to I am 3D Homer on YouTube and check out those how to open an amiibo videos. They are they are dumb, <laughs> but in They're the perfect dumb way. videos. Dumb videos. Like the dumb gags, like putting in the Super Nintendo game and then picking up the NES controller. That type of dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Because uh, those, those are fundamental. Like, I like simple, short things where I can just do some some quick editing. That's a, That was fun. I like that. Yeah. I'm sad because I don't have my Charizard, Wario, or Pac Man. Out of those, in order, I care about Charizard the most, then Pac-Man, then Wario. Wario is kind of the low tier, but I figured since I'm ordering them anyways, we'll throw him in. Because I'm paying shipping on the other ones anyway, so what's adding another one for 10 bucks or 13 bucks or whatever it was? Or Yeah. yeah I... Wario is from two of my favorite Nintendo games that are pretty different games. But Wario yeah. Land games? It, the first Wario Land... And WarioWare Inc. Both fucking great games. 
See, it's not that I don't like Wario. It's just that out of those three, he's outclassed. Fair enough. For me. But Wario Land, the first Wario Land was my favorite Nintendo platformer for my whole childhood. Wario might Land still be is better. Game's good. I haven't played three, really. You I didn't like two. Was my was like my jumping off point where I liked what one how one played, and then they went in a different direction with it. In terms of powers giving you... Like, getting hit giving you different powers instead of playing more like a straight platformer, where you just feel super strong all the time. Uh-huh. And it means there's, like, weak in your in your presence. I love that there's a fucking enemy that can't hurt you. It's so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> It's just like, this is how strong you are. This enemy, literally no way can it hurt you. Also, to answer you, Meowth, finally, because I know you asked this, like, twice already. No, I have not gotten a Splatoon. I don't care about Splatoon at all. I will probably get it for the Amiibo. I may get Splatoon. That hour I played of the Test Fire might be enough for me, though. Like, that was fun hour. But -hmm. that might be all I'm interested in that game for, was playing it for an hour. We can play it online together, though, right? Yeah. That automatically makes it better to me like if i can actually yeah like we could get in team speak or something and like play together or like yeah they don't, that have, would be cool. they don't have a voice but i'm thing. also in no hurry to get it because mm. they're adding more content to it for free all the time so there's no rush there will be more maps if i play it later it could be a better experience if i just wait i agree and i like i already know what it is like i could talk about it so whatever i do need wait. to get those amiibos though because I really like the Squid Amiibo, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I have to get Squid Girl, so mm-hmm. I might as well get all three of them at that point. Yeah, you can only get the Squid thing in the three pack. Yep, yep, you can, or in the special edition version of the game, right? Maybe, I guess. Yeah, I because that's what that I one. was thinking of doing. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but at least you're not in Europe. It should be easier to find them here than in Europe, where they were all stolen. Mm-hmm. That that was one of the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. The best video game related story ever was Oh my god. It was like the CEO or something, the dude who did the end uh, engage. There was a while there. I think it was the engage. Do you remember that those like cell phone yes, game things? I do remember yeah, the engage. That game device that was also a cell phone. He was a, the dude a that comic went book crazy writer I really like and like his name is Engage. Got into like some shit. Like it seems like every week on GameSpot they were talking about him because he did something huh. else crazy. I can't remember <laughs> his name. I'll look it up when we like have mm. a moment, but I remember something about him just like crashing his Ferrari and walking away from it or something. Like just dumb shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a comic book writer I really like whose name is Christos Engage. <laughs> Every time I see his name, I just think of the Engage. Makes sense. The Engage was a piece of garbage, but I kind of wished I had picked one up. Just that's never mm-hmm. gonna happen again, ever. It's a. I remember. Yeah, like all that weird cell phone game stuff, game system stuff that always seems ill-conceived. Yeah, because 
either cell phones would get good enough to play dumb games for people that wanted them, or people would buy game systems that are actual game systems. Yeah. Like, I remember when fucking Sony, when they announced the fucking, I think it was the PSP, and they announced, like, that they were also going to make a cell phone game system at the same time that I don't think ever came out. <laughs> so fucking stupid. So dumb. Yeah. I Pretty really dumb. want to find what this dude's name is so I can Google him and show you all the dumb shit that he's done. Mm. Oh, wait. No, it wasn't the N-Gage. It was the Tiger Telematics Gizmondo. The Tiger Electronics? The Telematics Giz the, the, uh, Gizmondo? Do you remember that at all? What is no, that I don't remember. Okay. So, let me see if I can find a picture of it. It's... Think it looks like an N gauge, basically. This is what was said about it by MCV on August 2004. The Gizmondo is the most advanced handheld gaming system you've ever seen on steroids. But weird. <laughs> it was this supposed to. Okay, so this isn't associated with Tiger Electronics. Okay. Tiger Telematics. Telematics. Yeah. yeah. First thing in the Wikipedia article. Not be confused with Tiger Electronics. Wait. Cast nerds of herds in the chat saying Gizmondo 10 out of 10 would never buy again. Please tell me you have a Gizmondo. <laughs> Holy shit, this is the most important thing that has ever come up during a podcast, ever. Sorry about everything you were excited to talk about, but this is more important. <laughs> also, oh, apologies to Nathan. It's amazing. Fucking four buttons on the right are stop, play, fast forward, and rewind. Yeah. That'd be great. Just map fucking fucking quick time events to those. Alright. Play! Mash play to siphon gasoline into the car. I'm not going to be able to find the exact podcast or whatever where they talked mm -hmm. about it on the hotspot years ago, but yeah. there is a site called This Year in podcast or something. Hold on. ThisYearCollection.org and what they do is they are a podcast where they put together the best like moments of podcasts every year the podcast has been mm -hmm. around so mm. they did a top 40 one for just like all the GameSpot ones and you can get them separate by year as well you can check that out at the link i put in the chat there it is rather long i believe this one yeah this okay this isn't bad this one is only two hours and 10 minutes some of these compilations are like six hours Jeez. But it is like mm -hmm. a recap of some of the best stuff. And um, in this top 40, there is a part where they just talk about the like Tiger Telematics Gizmondo stuff because mm -hmm. it was so batshit insane for like a month. It came up on every podcast for like a few <laughs> weeks. That sounds great. Also, the stuff about Duke Nukem Forever and all that stuff. Like, there's mm. some great shit. There's some great shit in there. But um, cool. I highly recommend this site to anybody who just kind of wants, like, an archive of some podcast maybe you've heard people talk about or like yourself and just want, uh, like, maybe an all-around just some of the best stuff that happened there because that's mm -hmm. what this is for, and it's fantastic, actually. I really Yeah, like that kind of stuff can also be a good, like, entry entry point for podcasts. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it looks like some of these they timestamp as well, which is great. And yeah, they give you a little insight into the pod, who the podcast people are, and all that stuff. Like this site, it's really well done. I don't know if they still do it 
honestly, mm. because I have to imagine it takes a long, long time <laughs> to do. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah, it looks like 2014 is the last one. Yeah, I mean that's too bad, but I understand it because they probably have yeah. real lives. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At a certain point. Currently oh, hosting costs us five hundred dollars yearly. Yeah, so they rely only on donations. They don't have any ads oh, wow. on the site at all. And they are even saying that it costs us five hundred dollars a year to keep this archive up. And it makes sense because they have a lot of shit they put into it. <laughs> so mm. Yeah. I waited two years. Oh, wait, no, I didn't buy one. I heard about it and was like, what the fuck is that? I waited two years and didn't play games on my cell phone anyway. Only eight of the 14 games were ever released in the U.S. That's true. I do remember that. The Gizmondo (laughs) was this amazing thing where it's like, you know how the end gauge actually came Mm -hmm. out? The Gizmondo almost basically didn't. (laughs) Like, Mm. it was such a failure for how much hype it had behind it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. I urge everybody that is interested in weird video game like Americana to look this mm-hmm. shit up because it is so fucking dumb. The stories behind that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I guess that's my like pimp of the week. You should check out this year collection because that is basically where I listen to any old stuff because it's just the best stuff all put together and it's fantastic. But yeah, no, uh, this podcast will probably never be on their site. These podcasts they have on here are like podcasts that get paid money just to do podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) We do this at like midnight, (laughs) just hoping somebody will listen. (laughs) Uh, For the joy of podcasting. Yes. There's more purity in it. We'll yeah we'll we'll tell ourselves that. <laughs> Other than that, I'm done. I have nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I'm capped. I, watched, I mostly I watched a lot of anime this week because of the entire the traps. Another... Yes, we did it. I think oh. you were streaming at the time when we did it. Awesome. I think you were streaming Guild Wars Two when we when we did it. Oh, I'm sorry. But we did do it. We did. did you do it, it live? Yes. On okay. Hitbox. Okay, so people probably were able to listen to that already. Meowth, I'm looking in your direction specifically, but if people haven't, when is that going up? I don't know. Whenever Ty edits it and puts it up. God help us all. So you'll be able to hear that (laughs) next year, 2016, (laughs) Summer of Ty. Yeah. So I watched a lot of anime this week to to get that, get be prepared for that. And we talked about a bunch of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Mostly, like, new stuff. That we talked about before in the first episode, that but like more in depth because more episodes under our belts and stuff. Very cool. So people will be able to listen to that as soon as that's up. Uh, yep. The vod for D and D that we did last night on the Sunday, the thirty first, I guess, is mm-hmm. up on YouTube or on Twitch. You can check that out if you are so inclined, and if not, that's fine. I don't give a fuck anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's not like I'm getting paid to do it. In which case, I would be pimping it way harder if I had advertisement yeah. dollars behind it. But I don't. Mm-hmm. That's just for people to catch up on if they want to. Um, I feel like there was something else. Oh, Heroes of the Storm tournament. 
this weekend, Saturday, starting at 7 Mountain Time, so 9 p.m. Eastern, we will be part of Ham on the Core, going Ham on the Core tournament, hosted by Smash Logic, which is my friend Brad. So he will be streaming that on Smash Logic on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash Smash Logic, I believe, will be there. And yeah, Team Pork Barrel. We're going to pull out Pork all the Barrel. stops. I thought that was a pretty good name. It's a good name. <laughs> it's a pretty good name. So if you, appropriate. if you want to see us win a tournament or lose horribly, both are equally able to happen. You can do so over there Saturday. That should be uh, <clears throat> that should be interesting. That should be <laughs> if yeah. nothing else. It'll be fun. Yep. And yeah, you definitely should go check out how to open an amiibo or Hank's PB. It was pretty impressive for people that were there. I mean, you were even impressed by it. And then you realized <laughs> yeah. that you could save like a good 20 seconds or fi maybe five seconds or whatever, not getting that one thing. Mm -hmm. So you will easily be able to get sub 17 next time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Without a doubt. Or whatever, I guess whatever time cutoff I can get. That's I always feel like, after I play it, I always feel like I'm at limit and then I, I, I beat it by like a minute or a half a minute or something. So... So it's, I'm still at the point where I'm pretty much improving every time I sit down and spend like an hour with it. So, I guess just quickly before we go, Snurds of Herds asks, Hank, have you seen Prince of Tennis? I've seen things about Prince of Tennis. I've never really watched Prince of Tennis. Oh, I thought that was the one you love. No, baby steps. See, Prince of Tennis is like Shonen over-the-top powering up tennis with like magical powers. Whereas Baby Steps is like actual just tennis without any superpowers. That sounds fucking terrible. That's the one I'm into. <laughs> uh. Also, yes, Meowth, I will probably tweet the day of the tournament when we're going live and all that sort of stuff. So you can look on my Twitter for that if you want as well. Oh, also, I wrote up patch notes for my anime tier list. I put in where Yurikuma Arashi belongs on the list and wrote up a thing for it. So that's yep. live on Burning Barrel. That is live. You also, I don't think we said, oh yeah, you did a review of Mad Max that I can actually read now. Yep. So I'll read that. I was, I'm very high on it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't read it before going in. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, me too. <laughs> Knowing what I know now. Ooh, dodged a bullet there. <laughs> uh,. Since Snurdapurt is asking, this is probably a good time to just say, if you wanted to reach us, you can do so by Twitter. It's the easiest way. I'm at Exfosure, E-X-F-A-U-X-S-U-R-E, and you can get Hank at Comic Panels. Yep. Spelt exactly no, how it sounds. Yeah, with no space or anything. Yeah. Just the two words smushed together. C-O-M-I-C-P-A-N-E-L-S. Yeah. Yeah. Spelling. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> I've spelled before. Anyways, that does it for us for this week. Sorry about the weird audio for the first 20 minutes, but we'll get this shit figured out. Oh, well. Bye. Peace.